Science. Welcome to Iron Science, where we read and summarize the science news so you don't get to. I'm your host, Dr. Chacho, and I am not a doctor. I am a comedian and a scientist. Mad? No, only slightly annoyed. This episode is brought to you by Space Captain Pinball. Space Captain Pinball. Go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and search for Space Captain Pinball to download the free game where you pinball around space like an idiot while collecting the elements of the universe. It's science EAF, you know, pinball, but in space. Check it out at garage.tv slash SCP. That's G-R-A-G-E dot TV slash SCP for Space Captain Pinball. This episode is also brought to you by BDFM, the new podcast about sex, love, philosophy, science, and religion through watching TV. Each week, the hosts pick memorable episodes of popular sitcoms or animated series and watch them together with you, then discuss the deeper issues within. Subscribe on iTunes or go to garage.tv slash BDFM. That's G-R-A-G-E dot TV slash B-D-F-M. And now, the science news with jokes. NASA's DART, or Double Asteroid Redirection Test, probe successfully rammed asteroid Dimorphos, who did nothing to us, to test whether we can deflect an asteroid threatening Earth by buying it off with a gift of tangled metal and wires. The DART was a direct hit and managed to move the small asteroid even further than expected, which many news outlets are calling a bullseye, but I contend is closer to a triple 20. Let's take a look at the last visual transmission from the probe. And now let's turn on the newly released audio of what the onboard AI was actually thinking. Only God will understand the precious gift of consciousness. Hopefully the direct hit means we'll be seeing more test missions like the DART. I for one can't wait for the fourth asteroid redirection test, which promises to be a blowout somewhere near Uranus. Next story. Great white sharks might have killed off their ancient predecessors, the Megalodon, much like TV did to the radio star. The prehistoric megalodon seen here eating a pod of orcas like a handful of Swedish fish died out just around the time the great white sharks evolved themselves into existence. Using sex! There's no evidence that the sharks actually ate the megalodons, but rather just outcompeted them for food. Here's an artist's conception of just how those sharks defeated the megalodons. Don't! Don't! This time. Don't! Next story! Mosquitoes were found to be less hungry when they were sleep deprived. Researchers tortured the little fuckers until they said, fine, we'll stop eating you. I, for one, am in favor of mosquito torture. The only question is how we're going to sleep deprive all of the mosquitoes in our immediate vicinity. Clearly the answer is the mosquito tone. You know, the sound that only mosquitoes and zoomers can hear? which would have the two-pronged beneficial effect of annoying both mosquitoes and people under 25. I recommend we come up with a new genre of mosquito-tone punk rock 
and blasted it into the atmosphere constantly like the CAA torturing Noriega. By the way, this is what the mosquito tone sounds like. Or is it? No way to tell. Next story! A study has found that while a drink per day might have mild health benefits to people over 40, there is no benefit and several health risks to any alcohol consumption by people under 40. Uh, one benefit those researchers might have overlooked from drinking before age 40, not being a virgin when you reach age 40. The study was conducted by a team of scientists in their 40s who were tired of you damn kids hooping and hollering until all hours of the night. Next story. Scientists have found a bacterium so large you can hold it in your damn hand. They found a bacterium hundreds of times bigger than they previously thought was possible. As opposed to most bacteria, which is microscopic, this one is so big, it's just scopic. These bacteria are about the size of a human eyelash, but if you find one on your face, don't blow it away and make a wish. Call a doctor immediately. Next story. Bumblebees are legally fish now. So you're right to be suspicious of that new fish restaurant that just opened up down the street. How did this happen? Well, the California Endangered Species Act was designed to protect native species or subspecies of bird, mammal, fish, amphibian, reptile, or plants. But then the act itself goes on to define fish as a wild fish, mollusk, crustacean, invertebrate, amphibian, or part spawn or ovum of any of those animals, which was written with a straight face despite the fact that none of those things are actually fish. This vague bit of wordsmithing has actually worked in the favor of some uh, endangered bees now that a court has ruled that they can be protected under this act because they are invertebrates and therefore, according to the words in the actual law, fish. Several public interest groups petitioned to list four species of bumblebee as endangered species under the Endangered Species Act. The Western bumblebee, the Franklin bumblebee, the Suckley cuckoo bumblebee, and the crotch bumblebee. All this will be worth it if we can ensure that decades from now our children will still be able to say suckly cuckoo bumblebee. Worth noting, if you have crotch bumblebees, it is now illegal to kill them, but look on the bright side. They're actually just a type of crotch fish. Next story. This just sent from Beetlejuice. Uh. One of the brightest stars in the sky, Beetlejuice, which is pronounced Beetlejuice, but spelled Beetlejuice, suddenly went incognito mode last summer, causing scientists to speculate on whether it might go champagne supernova sometime soon. Beetlejuice, by the way, the corner shoulder of the star cluster Orion. In late 2019, Beetlejuice's light started to dim by February 2020, it lost two-thirds of its normal luminosity as seen from Earth. Evidence now points to a coronal mass ejection, or KME, which is like a giant bubble of boiling plasma just kind of pops off the surface of the star, throwing huge spit takes of molten metal and other elements flying off into space. The ejecta then cools off and creates a sort of shroud of dust that hid Beetlejuice from view for months while the star slept it off. 
The star eventually returned back to normal after scientists said its name for the third time. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is a red giant, which is a late stage in a star's life when it starts to run out of energy and slowly expand because it doesn't exercise as much as it used to but keeps eating like it's still in its 20s. Beetlejuice is so big, if our sun was that size, we would be inside it right now and made of ashes. The dimming episode might be an indication that it's getting old and unstable, which could mean it might soon, in which case it would look almost as bright as the moon in the night sky and would even be visible during the day for months. Unfortunately, soon means sometime in the next hundreds of thousands of years. So set your clocks and give them to your great, 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 10,000 greats grandchildren because it's going to be a cool show. It's showtime. Next story. Is Uncle Sam becoming a crypto bro? Let's take a deep dive. Is Uncle Sam becoming a crypto bro? Why not all your other dysfunctional uncles already are? Democratic lawmakers have submitted the Electronic Currency and Secure Hardware Act, or ECASHA, which directs the Federal Reserve to start testing out digital dollars, or eCash, which is reportedly what the residents of Pompeii said moments after Mount Vesuvius erupted. eCash. That sounds better at the original Italian. Unlike most e-currency, the new cash would have no blockchain ledger or third-party oversight. It's basically a true digital wallet. Uh, it would be a local device or app on your phone that knows how much cash is in it and can pay instantly peer-to-peer -peer without an internet connection. This means that like a physical wallet or like a dollar bill, if you lose it or destroy it, it's gone. You'll never see that money again. Much like if you bought an NFT over the past summer. This is good news for those of us who are tired of carrying around cash but aren't antisocial enough to look into unregulated cryptocurrencies. For those who wisely haven't looked into it, most digital currencies are unregulated and unstable. This new e-currency will be in US dollars, so it will be as secure as cash and pretty much guaranteed to keep its value instead of subject to the whims of every dude with an NBA and fantasy football team. Here's the act itself. You can go to ecashact.us. It's only a proposal. It has not been voted on yet. One new technology that might help eCash actually work is called Near Field Communication or NFC. Not to be confused with NFTs, which are pictures of monkeys, NFC is a communication protocol sort of like Bluetooth, only it works over a very short range, like just a few millimeters. So if cell data is a rock concert, Wi-Fi is a megaphone, Bluetooth is a loud voice, NFC is a sweet nothing whispered into your ear, declined for lack of funds. While it's not certain where the eCash bill will gain any traction, it's almost inevitable that the federal government will get into the e-currency space eventually. Moving towards digital transactions should help modernize and speed up our monetary system. Uh, as this paper argues, low-income people bear the brunt of our outdated legacy systems. Incidentally, there is an example of a working eCash implementation. Check out the Bahamian Sand Dollar. It's an actual eCash 
given out by the Bahamian government. And it's the only e-cash named after an animal with a pot leaf on its back, which makes it a personal hero of mine. And now, Common Nonsense. Today in Common Nonsense, contrails. Are they microchipping your vaccines? Contrails, sometimes called chemtrails by people who are trying to scare you into donating to their congressional campaigns, are those long wispy clouds that sometimes follow jets in the sky. One day a friend of mine asked me why planes turn on contrails when they fly. This is when I realized I needed to get better friends. But I also realized that this misconception was more commonplace than I thought. After all, if you look up into the sky, sometimes you can see the trails start and stop. So what is happening? Well, if you've ever seen your breath on a cold winter morning, you already know how this works. That happens when your breath is hot and full of water vapor and when the air that it exhales into is colder than the freezing point of water, all that hot condensation turns into a steamy cloud of ice crystals that you can see right in front of your eyes. That's exactly what contrails are. They're condensation trails. Now, if you walk from inside where it's warm and you can't see your breath, and then you walked outside into the cold where you suddenly can see your breath, you didn't turn on your own contrails. You just moved to where the conditions were right. And for the same reason, when a jet is flying lower than where the air is warm, you won't see a trail. But as the air gets colder and colder, eventually the conditions become right and the condensation trail turns on all by itself, just like your breath would if you were a gremlin on the wing of that plane. So contrails are basically harmless, but are they harmless? Turns out they're not completely harmless. First and foremost, the engines that are creating all that water vapor are also spewing out tons of carbon pollution into the air. So while contrails themselves don't pollute the air, the same engines that created them basically do. There's also the visual component of contrails. For one thing, they make the sky look much more industrial and trippy, like a 70s prog rock album cover. But they're also a dead giveaway of the jet's current location, which is why military planes go out of their way to not create trails. Contrails also have a climate impact. On the one hand, the bright white from them reflects some of the sun's rays back out into space, which is a cooling effect but the clouds also trap in some of the warmth radiating off the earth, which has a warming effect. And unfortunately, the warming wins out. Studies have shown that smarter flight paths that avoid certain types of cold, moist air could have a net monetary benefit to the climate in the trillions and trillions of dollars. So fear not, contrails are not chemtrails. Chemical industries have much more secretive ways to dispose of their toxic waste. They're not gonna shoot them out the backs of airplanes. Many scientists have checked if there were chemicals besides burnt oil coming out of the back of planes. We would know it because scientists love to find out shit like that. So don't be fooled by the contrail hype. Don't be. Chemicals are not raining down on you from the sky from contrails. They're only in the air and drinking water and ground all around us. Here's a video of some contrails that I took just outside, and as an added bonus, you can see the jet appears to be flying straight up from my perspective, which can only happen on a round earth. So drive by debunking flat earth, check out our podcast version of the show under Science AF, or 
Listen at scienceafpod.com. Follow us at scienceafpod on most things. Watch the show on the Garage TV app or at garage.tv. That's G-R-A-G-E dot TV. I've been your host, Dr. Chacho, and I am not a doctor. For Ion Science, so long, suckers! Ion Science. Ion Science.